You're listening to Jeff is Moody. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to Jeff is Moody Airlines. Uh, We have been cleared for takeoff. So please, board, sit down, relax. Tray tables out, seats back. We don't follow rules and regulations here. We'll be taking off shortly. Um, Enjoy the fight. Kings. Queens. My brothers, my sisters, my people. Welcome to the Jeffers Moody Show with DJ Naturel. Great talk, great music. Adult only, you know? Listen, we will laugh, we might cry, we will think, we will be motivated, we will be inspired, but most of all, we will be entertained. With that being said, kick back, relax, we got you. You are now traveling with numero uno. The number one flight through the talk show skies is the Jeffers Movie Show. Let's go. Enjoy the bounce. Young boy, oh man, what up, kid? What up, y'all? Y'all all right? Oh, oh man, great show last week. I mean, we knock it out every week, but great show last week, man. That all-male panel, having that woman talk, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get to some feedback with that maybe next week, young Sean. Big up the casino, cousin ass silent poet. Oh, that was awesome, huh? You all right over there, young boy? Uh Uh-huh. We got another heater today. Yeah, I am. Just me. You know? Well, what's up, man? How you doing? Y'all all all right, fam? Y'all good? Ah, that was a great show, man. Let's do some feedback next week, maybe, all right? Yeah, young Sean, you know what? I, I feel I feel like going in. You know, I, we took a little COVID-19 break, took a little corona, uh, corona's virus break. But, you know, it, this is a news and lifestyle show. So I'm going to catch up this week. But we still talking about things other than coronavirus. Just can't talk about coronavirus every single segment. Just can't do it. I can't. I don't know who can. I know I can. So, young boy, you all right? You ready to rock out? I see, I see you got a real heavy dealer bounce going on right now there, youngin. I know how to pick them, you know how to play them. You know what I'm saying? Oh boy. You ready? You alright? Everything good? That I heard your schooling going good, right? Had the opportunity to talk to you and your dad, DJ Rollum. Big up DJ Rollum and talk to the great architect Sean Garvey. We had a great conversation uh, over the weekend, man. You know what I'm saying, young Sean? So I know you good. I know you right. I know you being a good young man. I know dad good. I know mom good. I know you being an upstanding citizen. I know you cannot wait till you turn 18 to vote. You got your Kool-Aid. 
You ready to cover your ears? Well, let's give the people what they used to, young boy. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see you. I see you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Ma'am. I, I, I mean, as soon as I get some T-shirts uh, uh, and hats done, uh, uh, not 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 just made in America, but made in Brooklyn or made right here in Georgia by somebody I know. You know what I'm saying? We're not doing no China right now because they, they doing my people wrong over there. As soon as we get that stuff, you are going to be the first two to get it along with that whole group over there. You are always far too kind. All my people over there and over there and over there at the job, in the office, on the road, in them streets, wherever you may be. Ladies and gentlemen, my kings and queens, welcome to the Jeff is Moody show with DJ Naturel on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and of course, ReachOneNetwork.com. For all of my iPhone and iPad users, please download the free BeatBreak 87FM app for your iOS devices in your app store. Android people keep holding on tight. We got an app coming for you. Until then, continue to go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Continue to go to Reach One Network. Hey, go to TuneIn. Go to Google Podcasts and put in BeatBreak 87FM or Reach One uh, Reach One Network, I believe. Uh, tell, tell Alexa to play BeatBreak 87 at 3 p.m. You know what I'm saying? We got y'all. Family, if you want to contact me on Instagram, hit me at the Jeff is Moody Show, or you can text me your comments and or questions to 678-386-5331. Hit DJ Naturel up to salute her for her ATL traffic mix. That's at DJ Naturel on all social media. That's Naturel with an E-N-A-T-U-R-E-L. What up, Nat? Listen, y'all know the routine here. I will be your pilot for this three-hour flight. Kick back, relax if you can, even if you cannot. I guarantee you that we're about to make this the best portion of your day. I am here to get you through the grind. Special shout out to all my drivers out there who listen to the Jeffers Moody Show while you're on the road. Honk your horn for me while I ring my bell for you. 59 weeks straight on y'all asses. Y'all heard the bell? Y'all heard bell? You know... Every time we do them phone checks, uh, Young Sean, the conference calls, I forget Bell in, in another part of the man cave basement. I got to run and go get Bell. I, I, I promise Bell to do Bell better. You know what I'm saying? One love to all my family who listen while you work or play and you choose the Jeff is Moody show. Whether you're in the gym, in the house, wherever you are, if you're listening, I thank you. Now, before I get into today's show, you know, I just want to talk to y'all guys really quickly about uh, uh, this is something simple. It should be simple. Just doing what you're supposed to be doing in these times. Just doing what you're supposed to be doing and not doing what you're not supposed to be doing. It's not that hard. Yo, what's up with y'all in the gloves and the mask? Can I ask y'all a question? Y'all, something like I'm in GA. I know you guys are, are listening from all over the world, and I appreciate that. Africa, what up? You know what I'm saying? Japan, how y'all doing? You know, Canada, what up? Jamaica, what up? New York, Jersey, Canada, what, what up, y'all? Are y'all seeing what I'm saying? Yo, what's up with this? What's up with this putting the gloves on, right? Cause you you worried about COVID nineteen? I, I I get it, I understand it. 
But then when you get outside of the store, you just take the shits off and you throw them on the ground. You ain't supposed to do that. Where you get that from? What you raised on? Goat milk? Pig milk? What, what? Yo, what's wrong with y'all? You know what kills me, man? So, the only time I really go out is if I go to the park to exercise, um, and the park's never crowded. Or if I'm walking around the neighborhood, that's, that's you know, you got your space, social distancing times 10. Or if I go to the supermarket. Like, I, we literally stay put for the most part, 99% of the time, 95% of the time, right? When we do go out, we mask up, got our sanitizer, got everything. We ready. We ready. But the thing that kills me, the Kroger's that I go to, that... They provide y'all know the little cart y'all know the little corrals that you put the, the cart in. They got about 25 of those or, or maybe more. Well you can put your carts in, right? But on each side of the corral, they got two garbage cans. So that's two car- garbage cans per corral. Y'all following me? So if they got if they got 25 corrals, there's 50 fucking garbage cans there all you got to do when you come out is take off your gloves and throw it in one of the garbage cans why are they on the ground y'all why are they on the sidewalk in 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 front of the restaurant yo what is wrong with human beings man why have i heard that they're in the bathroom in the supermarkets we had to go to home depot to get something for the house couple of gloves in the pocket. Why? Yo, do what you supposed to be doing. Let's just say the germ got a, let's just say the glove got a germ on it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it does. Let's just say that it does. Why would you just put it on the ground? Take it off and put it in the fucking trash. Why do these young kids who are already in the face of danger making sure you could buy groceries, Why do they have to come outside and pick up your gloves? What's wrong with you all? Do what you're supposed to be doing. Put your mask on. You motherfuckers walking around like this is a game. What's wrong with putting a mask on your face for the little bit of time you out? I see y'all defiantly doing shit. I see y'all shoulder to shoulder. I was so pissed the other day. Saw a bunch of racquetball motherfuckers. I was like, where did y'all find a court to play on? First of all, what indoor court? I've seen some people play outdoor. Where were y'all at? And I thought I was watching something throwback, but I wasn't. Shoulder to shoulder, buddy buddied up, da-da-da. Matter of fact, I saw some outdoor people, buddy buddy. If you're going to do that, stay the fuck away from each other. Why you think the shit is a game if it's not a game? Do what you're supposed to be doing. I'll tell y'all something real quick. Young Sean, play that Dilla. I was at the supermarket a couple of weeks ago. And like most supermarkets across the country, they have a limit on the disinfectants and certain things you could buy. Because if they didn't have a limit on it, you stupid, selfish, ignorant motherfuckers would buy everything and leave nothing for you and leave anything for anyone, right? 
So there's an older lady and there's a young dude. I, I, I could tell by the way he was dressed. He probably thought he was thugging his posture. Probably thought he was like gooning. You know, you know, you know, a little gooning, you know? And I don't drag, you know, I'm an old guy and I wear basketball shorts, track sneakers, and t-shirts. Definitely not, not what not what you think of when you think of goon. So they got three or four sprays in their cart. Now, the supermarket is not going to let you buy those. I'm telling you that now. Especially that particular Kroger's. They're not doing it. You're going to get one. Or if y'all if y'all want to do it like that, you know, older woman, onto your mama, whoever you was, because they said you was two different people, you take this one over there, and I'll take this one, and we'll walk out of here with two. But they're not going to let us get three and four. They're not. So while they're putting everything in their car, I had already grabbed one. So I would say it was about maybe, that would make it about five of them. I already had one in the car. So there's a pregnant lady. Doesn't matter what ethnicity she is, but there's a pregnant woman. And she's standing kind of behind them, clearly waiting to grab one of those disinfectants, right? She sees them put four in. I see them and I'm, I'm looking at her, and she was actually kind of like cutie, but I, I'm walking away, and she's walking by, she's like, hey, how you doing? I say, hey, how you doing? And I turned over my shoulder, and that's when I saw the four in they, in they car, right? Okay. So I kind of slowed down a little bit, and she said, excuse me, you got, I, I, don't, I don't think they're gonna let you buy all four, do you guys? Just mind if I just grab one of those? I really need one of those. I'm just so happy they have them. Trying to be as cordial as she can be. The dude looks at her. No, no, this is real. He looks at her and goes, hey, I'm sorry about that lady, you know, but it's survival of the fittest. That's what he said. So she was like, okay, yeah, I, I understand that, but they're not going to let you buy four. And so you know, like you when you when you see an older woman of any color, but especially an older black woman, a lot of times I like to think that they're they they are the ultimate nurturers because they are overall. But the older woman's like, no, we'll get all four of them. I'm gonna get one, he's gonna get one, we're gonna leave our cart someplace, nobody's gonna touch these, and we're gonna come back and get the other two. She was like, ma'am, I don't want any issue. I just wanted to I, I can give you guys the price of it right here. There's like, no, no, we're good. So me being me, see a lot of people is like, yo, leave that alone. That's not your business. No, fuck that. I'm a man. Do what you're supposed to be doing. Stop being so afraid of everything. So I say, hey, bro. Hey, ma'am, how y'all doing today? Could y'all hand her one? No. Now, the lady never used her pregnancy as any excuse. Who knows? She may be a person that comes out with a pillow under her shirt looking for sympathy. I don't know. She may be a pregnant woman. That's her hustle. I don't know. All I know is that she's asking for something that they can't have all of. I said, y'all mind just adding He's like, yo, you work it? Yo, yo, dog, you work it? I was like, nah, bro, but you know, we just all in this whole thing together. He was like, nah, you good. We ain't in nothing together. I said, all right. So you know what I did, folks? I gave the young lady, I put my spray in her car. And she was like, no, I'm not gonna take that. I'm not gonna take that. I'm just gonna go get management. They was like, yeah, you do, you do whatever you, you wanna do. And that's when Brooklyn came out. 
that's when Moody came out. For those of y'all that know me for years, that's when Quan came out. Y'all know what I did? I've been obeying social distancing since this happened. I broke all rules. I broke social distancing. I reached in that fucking cart and I grabbed two of them sprays and I snatched and I said, give me that shit. And I put one in my cart and I held the other one in my hand. Now, Mr. T yeah, yeah, cause at this, I ring my bell, ring my bell. Y'all sure play that dealer. I know what you're thinking. That was stupid, Jeff. Well, fuck that. Now, Mr. Tough Guy, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he wanted to catch the fade. First of all, his jeans was too tight and too low to, to box with God. That's first. Second of all, I know a tiger by looking in his eyes. I know a lion by looking in his eyes. I've been scrapping a long time. He wanted no parts of that. Oh, oh, for real? For real? That's his whole thing. For I say, yeah, for real, for real. I said, come on, man, you good. At that time, I guess because of the ruckus, here comes management. Manage, they try to figure it out while we're there talking. All of a sudden, dude gets a burst of energy and smacks my cart. Now, I don't know why he smacked the cart and not me. I would have preferred him smack me. Because then I could have faded him. Could have watched him. That's really what I wanted, y'all. I know what you're thinking. Young Sean, you know what they're thinking. Drink the Kool-Aid, boy. I know the show just started. I'm already deep, knee-deep in. Man, you got to be a man out here. People always worry about, yo, you do that nowadays. People pull out a gun. They going, maybe so. Guess what? A motherfucker pull out a gun just to steal my shit when I'm walking in the parking lot. Somebody may pull out a gun and just shoot me because they think I'm somebody else. But you got to stand up for something. If you don't stand up for nothing, you, you ain't worth nothing. Here come the manager. We talking back. He smacks the cart. I don't know what that did besides hurt his hand. The young pregnant lady's trying to mediate. I'm telling her to chill. I'm just looking at dude like, yo, I'm going to wash you. I just want to go outside and wash you. So the manager comes up. He's like, folks, you can only have one of those. Da, da, da. The, the, the older lady and the young man start flipping. The manager's like, yeah, you can do me a favor and leave the store. If I was you, I'd just leave. They don't leave. This goes on about five, six, seven minutes. Here comes Gwinnett. For those of you that are familiar with Gwinnett County, here they come. No, they're not just going to fuck with you for no reason over here in Gwinnett, at least from my experience. But if you give them a reason, they are ready to rock. They ready to ride if you ready to ride. So they come in, they were being cool about everything. And, you know, because I got in his face, they had to do certain mediations. And they they talked and he was getting a little lively. And they it was a lot of things that went on. Bottom line, they were asked to leave the store. They said they can either buy their two products and leave or leave their two products and leave. But they were not welcome back in that Kroger. Stepped outside, talked to the cops. We shared some funny things. I don't want to say everything we were talking about because I, I don't want to implicate them in anything. They were just telling me what I should have did. I just put it right there. <laughs> I wanted to wash them because you can't just stand by idly and watch people abuse things or other people. What's up with y'all, man? Why are we not doing what's right here? Why is this so hard to put your mask on? 
Why is it so hard not to gather with a, a million fucking people? Why are you people still having a, a fucking uh, coronavirus parties? They're having coronavirus parties. You want to be so defiant about everything, but then when some shit happens to you, you're the biggest coward in the world. Do what's right. Do what's right. Yo, if you want to wear your gloves, wear your gloves. They said that they pick up extra germs. If you're wearing them little, uh, if, you, you, if you're wearing them disposable gloves, as soon as you leave the establishment, put it in the garbage can. Throw it away. Don't put it on the street. You know what I'm saying? Put something on your face. It's better than nothing. Well, don't wear a bandana. Fuck that. That's better than nothing. Yo, get the bandana, crease it, put a shop towel or something, a little cloth, a little paper type towel in between the crease. Tie it around your face. It's better than nothing. Let's try to get past this. We can't get past this recirculating shit. Yo, Sean, you feeling me? I know, y'all. I know. There you go. We know when Jeff is back. He rock out. He mash out. The show don't be 20 minutes in. He done blew a gasket. Fucking Trump deplorables protesting in Michigan. What are you doing? What what are you doing? What did y'all need the guns for? Well, what you doing? And and then the president of the United States co-signing them, telling them protect their Second Amendment's right. The gun sales have jumped through the roof since the coronavirus. The last time they were this high, Obama was elected. They were afraid of the black man. Obviously, your Second Amendment rights are not under any kind of threat because you motherfuckers just bought a bunch of guns for coronavirus. What, are you going to shoot it? You're going to shoot the coronavirus, you dumb, hick, racist, Bama-ass motherfuckers. Do what's right. Do what's right. All right. Y'all do what's right because the idiots won't. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I have more to say, but you know, I got a show to do here. Here's what we have for you on today's The Jeff is Moody Show. Uh, fam, after last week's incredibly well-received phone check conference call, I'm back on my BS. And today I'm going to give you some COVID-19 updates. But of course, um, I have a full show for you. You know, we got that Moody motivation. I'm going to be talking about breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's another. It's a code word. It's a code term for slow down, y'all. I think y'all appreciate the message. We got gym news and dumb shit news for y'all. Like I said, uh, COVID nineteen update. Uh, the POTUS is a satanic idiot. If you didn't know that by now, uh, Henny in a care package. That's right, Hennessy in a care package. That's that's pretty awesome. Kanye is Kobe. Hmm. And no blacks allowed in Mickey D's and more. We're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about sexual expectations over the course of dating. Um, I got some random thoughts in the FB post of the week for y'all. Got the world's most trifling and polar opposite of trifling. And also this week, the Jeff is Moody show. I wanted to dedicate a segment to this great article that I read about essential women. It's just talking about how women in the United States are essential. And they're essential before this, and they're going to be essential after this. I want to read that article. Hopefully, y'all guys will bear with me. I think it's going to be a great one. Of course, as you all know by now, I do not get into the meat of a show until I give y'all that what? That's right, fam. Moody Motivation is on deck because we all need to know that we have the ability to be great. And like I told y'all, I'm going to be talking about breakfast, lunch, and dinner today. 
all right? It's a message to control your quarantine anxieties and maybe slow you down a little bit. Then from 5 o'clock or so till 6 p.m., we have the ATL Traffic Mix with DJ Naturell. All that and more for you today, fam. It's a packed show as usual, so get ready for this three-hour flight because verbal raw dog season is in full effect. Moody Motivation is up next, y'all. It's the Jeff is Moody Show on Beat Break Radio, FM.com, and Reach One Network.com. Let's go, youngin. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show family, and it's time for a little bit of Moody Motivation. Wanted to talk to you guys uh, today about breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I wanted to try to encourage you to take this opportunity to appreciate slowing down. You know, during this pandemic, uh, I've seen and heard so many varying ways in, in which people are adjusting to this new way of life where we are quarantined and, and wearing gloves and masks every day. Some are embracing it because they don't mind being home or being on their own at all. Um, although they're devastated about the circumstances of it, I, w- I would totally believe. Many are angry and many are depressed. And you know, when people get depressed about certain things, sometimes we just like to say get over it. But depression is a clinical disease, man. So it's, it's, it's a disorder. So it's easier for me to tell adults to get over it than it is for them to actually get over it it's it's actually inconsiderate and and thoughtless to simply say get over it you know they want to get over it they're trying to get over it but many of them feel trapped a lot of people have cabin fever it's kind of like the walls are closing so i've realized that the only thing i can do is preach my reality to who it helps and while i do that i can pray for those who suffer from this in a, a a mental and spiritual fashion and they are in a deeper distress than many of us can imagine. So for them, I send my warmest and best wishes. However, I hope they listen to this as well, and maybe this a help. Now here's how I've been dealing with this. I'm a, I'm a busy guy. I'm on the go, constant moving. And I thought about it, man. You know, I don't eat three meals a day. I don't know the last time I've done that. I think the last time I did it, maybe it was on a cruise. You know what I'm saying? And that's only because I was practicing gluttony, which is, you know, ridiculous. But I'm typically too busy to sit and eat three times a day. I typically eat once a day between 12 noon and 7 p.m. Unfortunately, sometimes later, depending on what's going on. And what this quarantine has helped me do is have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Let me break this down for you. One day a few weeks ago, for the first time, and I don't know how many decades, with the exception of when we went on a cruise some months back, right? Like I told you, I took the time to make breakfast in the morning. Then I went and did whatever I had to do. Then I came in, made myself a little lunch in the afternoon. Then in the evening, I made the family dinner. Now, I want you to listen to what I'm getting ready to say because it was more than about food. It was about more than that. In fact, I haven't done it again since 
since then. I haven't had three meals since. I think I had three meals for a reason. I think it was divine intervention of food, if you will. <laughs> it's just not my thing, you know. I'm a one-time-a-day guy with maybe a snack. But breakfast, lunch, and dinner gave me a positive, much-needed re-looking a, a re, a re perspective it gave me I, I got to go over my perspective in life and I had to slow down I had to take notice to the things that I'm typically too busy to absorb and appreciate sometimes or you know even notice uh, I notice you know d during this quarantine and during having some of the time to make breakfast lunch and dinner I just re-examined some things and you know one thing a couple of loose things here I notice how hard my wife works don't get me wrong I, I already knew but but I got a different appreciation for it you know she's a workhorse she she's continuously doing something she doesn't know how to be inactive but when you got time for breakfast lunch and dinner you got time to walk around and analyze and look and listen and appreciate you know this lady she's working from home but she's joyfully working more hours than she would work if she was going to the job and this is what a lot of telecommuting does and this is why when we come off of this uh, uh, pandemic the corporate America is gonna have to take notice to the productivity a lot of them have witnessed from people being home but she doesn't mind she has a particular she has a very unique weekly work schedule and she goes hours and hours over it. She never minds. She can get a call from an attorney. She'll get up from her leisure and go and just do it. She doesn't mind. And I and I knew she was like that, but I look at her do that and it just makes her prettier. You know, it just to me, it just makes me respect her. She really loves her job. And having the opportunity to be home, even though we don't like the circumstances, that's one of the things I noticed from taking the time to make breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Are y'all starting to follow me? You know, I notice how mentally strong my daughter is while I've had this time for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, her is a senior who won't see her prom or graduation, as you guys can imagine, especially those of you that had a prom and graduation. This was super devastating to her at first, and it still is. But I've become amazed and awed at her coping skills. She's an emotional child, but she's not outwardly emotional. She keeps a lot in. She'll, she'll talk to you if you ask her. And we're always checking on her mental well-being and her spiritual well-being and making sure she's exercising. And you know, she's a she's a she's a jock anyway. She went through her little thing and then she began to hey i'm i'm going to the park to walk today it started like that the, the two months ago whenever they were home home right and then it, it turned into going to the park to run then it's one time around the park then it's two times then it's two times in a walk then she comes home and was doing some cardio app or some zumba or whatever she was doing and now she was already physically fit to the highest and now she's more fit but she's also getting mentally strong you see her smiling more you see her walking around looking forward to getting to college more it's rough for them because they may not see their freshman year of college but they will eventually and and it just made me look at her and it made me go wow 
you know, I've learned about her and I, I love her and I love my wife so much for that. Thank God for breakfast, lunch and dinner. You know, I've learned about me. I've learned how strong I am. I learned that I go through things and I learned that I put so much weight on my shoulders and back. Sometimes it can start to mentally break me down. But I've also learned outside of my strengths, I've learned about my weaknesses. I've learned having the time to make breakfast, lunch and dinner. I've learned there were things that I just started to let go. Even if they were justified in me letting them go, it just wasn't the manly or responsible thing to do. I had to pass responsibility around during this time that I had to make breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I had to tell some people I appreciate them. I had to rekindle some things. I had to rekindle love. I had to rekindle appreciation in marriage. I had to re-look at being a father and a son and a friend and a nephew and whatever I am to people. I had to think about it because we get to flying around so much that, that we forget about it. But I had the chance to make breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, so now we all take individual walks and runs. And, and Wifey and I will take a stroll together. We've actually been in the same park all at the same time. But Wifey and I was walking and our daughter was already there. And we would just pass each other and keep going. We laugh a lot more at home. We respect each other's space more. We respect our house more because when we were flying around the place, sometimes you don't. Our house is never nasty, but it can get messy like you can imagine. Sneakers here, a coat there, you know, a day, maybe a day where the dishes are not done. Never nasty, but we can get messy. But now we're home and we got breakfast, lunch and dinner and we're looking at it like, hey, hey, respect this thing. Let's do a little. We got time. Respect this thing. When I talk to my loved ones on the phone, I savor the conversations more. Usually with me, I might rush you off the phone just to hear a new beat that a producer sent me. I can listen to it anytime. I just rush you off the phone because I want to hear it. Now I can wait. Now I appreciate every word spoken when I talk to someone. Life is my new three meal day. If you slow down enough to make a spiritual breakfast, a physical lunch, and a mental dinner, or however you want to arrange it. You'll realize that sometimes you're self-important and, 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 and your so-called grind, they numb our sense of appreciation and awareness sometimes. Now, when we all get back to normal, will we return back to our old ways? Will business proceed family? Will we cut each other off in traffic and flip each other to bird? Will we forget how to wash our hands? Well, I imagine, unfortunately, that many of us will. But I also hope and pray that some of us remember that time that we slowed down. The time we got our ingredients ready. The time we got the temperature right on the stove or the oven. Or the time we got the fruit right for the blender. And we took the time to craft breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I start thinking about it I was like ain't this something life is a meal and the longer you take to prepare and savor it the more fruitful it can be now I'm guaranteed to go back to some of my old ways when things get back to normal but I'll remember these times and I'll look at the benefit of them and I'll make sure I implement that in my life because I can and so can you here we are rushing, 
take time to slow down. If you don't do it food-wise, do it mentally, physically, and spiritually-wise. Take the time, family, to enjoy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Moody Motivation, y'all. We'll be right back with Jim News. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and ReachOneNetwork.com. Yeah, young Sean. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, y'all. Slow down. Slow down. Even when you get back to normal, take a minute sometimes and slow down. Let's do some gym news. I'm going to go COVID here. Gave y'all a great break last week. Let's get some stuff out of the way. Donald Trump's approval rally has disappeared. You know, the insane Americans that are actually approving his job of handling this disaster. It's disappeared. And, you know, you can't really trust all of these polls because they're different polls. You know, if you go to Fox, which is they, who lies better than Donald except for Fox? They'll ask a thousand Republicans. He, this guy has like a 95% approval rating with Republicans. I mean, go figure, right? I thought they was about the country. Guess not. And he he had this bump up when they started even talking about the coronavirus. Keep in mind, this is the president that said it was a hoax. I'm going to repeat that throughout this segment. This is the guy that dismissed it. This is the guy that said this is just, uh, these are people trying to take my presidency. He got a, you know what I noticed about Americans? We're just dumb. Is this Dilla? Play Dilla. We're just dumb. This is not Dilla. Who's this? Okay, this is spooky right here. Play this, man. Sorry, Mama Dilla. Sorry, Jay Dilla. Rest in peace. I know that's not. No, no, no. Sorry about that. This spooky. That's what we need. Play that. Play that. Play that. Americans are just say you're doing a good job if you if they think you're. You can be a super duper fuck up unless you're a black president, and you could be a super duper fuck up. And Americans will say you're doing great if you give them twelve hundred dollars that won't even last their ass two weeks. We're just dumb. We're just sheep. Listen, we, we are the biggest sheep in the world. So yeah, his his approval rating had went up. And guess what, y'all? A lot of his bump, it was Democrats saying that he was doing well, at least according to some of these polls. Well, anyway, before I read this article, let me give you all the latest numbers I found, which may have already changed naturally. And keep in mind, I don't think there is an accurate count with this COVID thing. I think the death toll is higher, but that's just me. Let me give you what I last saw. Confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the United States, 747,806. People recovered, 66,900. Deaths from the coronavirus in the United States, 39,000. 420 that's the last time i looked at it this is monday 
Y'all got that's mine was a couple of days ago. Your president's reaction time to respond to this global shutdown level pandemic. Six motherfucking weeks. Six weeks of crucial reaction. Time lost. Some people say four to six weeks. What the fuck is that? How is it four to six? It's four or six. Six weeks. Whatever. Time lost while this donkey called it a hoax. Y'all see what I did right there? His name is Don. And I added key in there. Donkey. I wish I had a hee-haw effect. Donkey. You know donkey? Okay, I thought I thought that was. Okay, never mind. Let's keep it moving. Play that, play that, play that spooky. If this was a murder mystery, the president would be a prime suspect. So let me read this article. Uh, this is the poll of the week. A new Gallup poll finds President Donald Trump's approval stands at 43%. His disapproval rating is 54%. Who the fuck are these 43% of people? You know, everybody says 43% is horrible. I was like, no, for Donald Trump, 43% is great. Because you mean to tell me there's 43% of people with an actual brain that approve of this demon? Trump's approval rating is down significantly from 49% in March, while his disapproval rating is up nine points from 45%. What's the point? Trump received a clear boost in his approval rating as the coronavirus pandemic began to grip the country. His net approval rating, approval slash disapproval, among voters shot up to his highest point since the first month of his presidency. But now, just weeks later, Trump's popularity has been dropping. Looking at the data, Trump seems to have had one of the fastest retreats of a rally around the flag effect in modern polling history. Trump's net approval rating stood at minus 10 points among voters in an aggregate of polls as of late March 11th. Less than three weeks later, it got up to minus four points on March 27th. Today is back down to minus eight points. Even at its peak, listen up, the jump of just six points is weaker than any well-known rally around the flag event that I know of for president. It's only about half of what Barack Obama got after killing the killing of Osama bin Laden. It falls well short of the nearly 70-point jump George W. Bush received after 9-11. But even if Trump failed to reach the levels any of his, of any of his predecessors, you might have thought the bump would stick around for a while. Even the shortest of bumps, like Bush got after Saddam Hussein was captured, had residual effects for a few months. Okay, we're only about 40 days after uh, Trump started seeing his polling climb. Unbelievable, unbelievably, this is usually when rallying around the flag effects hit their peak, not when they are almost entirely extinguished. He's going in reverse, at least according to this poll. As Trump's approval rating has declined, Congress's has gone up. Both Fox News, which you don't believe anything they say for the better or worse, and Gallup put Congress approval rating at their highest since 2009. In pretty much every state poll I'm aware of, the governor's approval rating, no matter their party affiliation, is higher than Trump's. Everybody is more popular than Donkey. 
Now, they say it's possible he could see some sort of a secondary bounce. I personally think he will. I'll tell you why. But you can imagine that possibly happen when restrictions are lifted in states or when a vaccine is found. So here's, here's the benefit of being president, folks. Donald Trump can get credit for doing nothing. He's done nothing. He doesn't even know what the fuck is going on. The man said this was a hoax. But it's, uh, Americans are just so dumb. It, it's like you go, you go, hey, this guy fucked everything up, but they found the vaccine. He didn't find it. He didn't have any. The last I heard, Don was pumping a vaccine that he had financial stake in. But his approval numbers will go up because scientists that he has thwarted at every turn have done their job. His rating will go up. Americans are just fucking dumb. Let's be honest about that. Well, not all of us, but y'all know what I'm talking about. In terms of his re-election prospects, it should be worrying to the president that even with a, a black swan pandemic occurring, he couldn't, why well, gotta be a black swan? He couldn't get his net approval rating above zero points. It's gonna be difficult to win the election if his net approval rating is minus eight points among voters on election day. Even with that being said, folks, what is what is your president doing at this very moment? He's doing what he does best. With all of his fuck-ups, he's passing the blame around to everyone but himself. Here's an article from The Guardian, and it reads, Trump warns China over COVID-19 outbreak as Europe approaches 100,000 deaths. Donald Trump has warned that China should face consequences if it was knowingly responsible for the coronavirus pandemic as deaths in Europe from COVID-19 approach 100,000. It could have been stopped in China before it started and it wasn't. And the whole world is suffering because of it. You believe this fucking guy right here. Trump said in his daily White House briefing, those are not White House briefing, those are rallies. Those are rallies that you idiot television stations keep carrying. You're helping him. You helped him in 2016, you're helping him again. And I'm going to tell you, CNN, MSB, all of you, I think you guys know what you're doing. As U.S. cases top 730,000 and fatalities in the country approach 39,000 at, at, see, at that time of this article. If it was a mistake, a mistake is a mistake. But if they were knowingly responsible, yeah, I mean, then sure, there should be consequences, Trump said. He did not elaborate, elaborate, he did not, I sound like him now. He did not elaborate on what form that might take. He said the Chinese were embarrassed and the question now was whether what happened with the coronavirus was a mistake that got out of control or was it done deliberately? That's the, that's all I'm going to read from that article. Let me say something to Mr. Don Donkey. Don Donkey. Don Donkey, man. You need fire smack altar. You, it don't have to be dumb shit news. Mr. Don Donkey. I wonder if you really do realize that nobody takes you serious or believes a fucking word you say except for the deplorables. And your deplorables are not about America at all. They're about white supremacy. That's the America they're about. The one with the three Ks. They're about a white nationalist who they think can bring back mass white population and keep them from becoming the minority race as they are scheduled to become very soon. They believe you. Or maybe even they know you're full of shit and they don't care as long as you rejuvenate that white power. 
It's the only people that believe you. Nobody else does. But make no mistake, Donald, you have cost America tens of thousands of lives with your ineptness and your false God complex. You waited too late to respect to what is now America's number one cause of death in the time frame. While every other country moved into action, you sat on your fat cheeseburger, hamburger, Big Mac burger eating ass, and you downplayed this and called it a hoax. You downplayed the seriousness of it, and you downplayed it until it came from an epidemic to a pandemic. That is all you. Not Obama, not Hillary, not the Democrats, not the media. You. You are a co-killer. The lives of countless Americans who have passed on is on your hands. And don't you think for one second that same people don't realize that. You dickhead. Play that spooky. Sean, I got a decree from now on if we talk about Donald more than two minutes, the spooky music comes on. No dillo for Donald past two minutes. All right, all right. Play the dealer, drink Kool-Aid. Dick. Man, you're a cold murderer. Shame on you, news media. Shame on all of you. This guy's running rampant. This motherfucker wanted his name. Yo, he wasted more taxpayer money putting his name on, on, the, on the stimulus checks. Yo, what the fuck? It's not your money. We don't you don't even pay taxes that we know of. It's taxpayer money. Dick. But who's more dicky? Is it Don Donkey or is it us? Moving right along. World Health Organization, the WHO, oh by the way, Don Trump stopped funding to them in the middle of a pandemic. He took money away from the organization that is known for fighting and defeating viruses <laughs> yeah uh, they say drinking alcohol can increase risk of COVID-19 oh my lord ring the bell for that I only drink light beer but that's still alcohol though. many of the businesses deemed essential nationwide during the COVID-19 pandemic are liquor stores and others like grocery stores that sell alcoholic beverages but as alcohol remains readily available during these uncertain times the World Health Organization is warning against consuming your favorite drink to decrease the, res the risk of contracting the coronavirus. In a fact sheet published by the European branch of the World Health Organization, at times of lockdown during the COVID-19 pandemic, alcohol consumption can exacerbate health, exacerbate health vulnerability. Sorry about that, guys. I, you know, when I talk about Trump, I lose my ability to read. Y'all know I'm a reader. I lose my ability to read. Uh, health vulnerability, risk-taking behaviors, mental health issues, and violence. Um, the, the WHO slash Europe, World Health Organization, reminds people that drinking alcohol does not protect them from COVID-19 and encourages governments to enforce measures which limit alcohol consumption. Now, you guys keep that in mind. There was something going around first they said black people couldn't you know get covid and and i know i know i know and then somebody said drinking bleach will help you had a couple fucking idiots do that 
I don't know if they lived or not, but I know that they are not beneficial to the population. And then they said drinking that alcohol will kill the virus. I have a feeling they're talking about hard liquor because some people are using that as rubbing alcohol. And I'm, I got a story about that. <laughs> That's coming up in dumb shit. But okay. You guys be wise with that. And please don't smoke if you can, hey, protect your lungs at all costs. You know, for people that are smoking and taking the, the virus uh, uh, lightly at the same time, just good luck to you guys, man. There ain't no getting through to you, so good luck. Uh, the WHO is imploring people to avoid consuming alcohol altogether. But with social distancing forcing people into Zoom happy hours around the globe, the level of alcohol consumption will undoubtedly remain high. Avoid alcohol altogether so that you do not undermine your own immune system and health and you do not risk the health of others, says the WHO in, it fact, in, it, in its fact sheet, adding, if you drink, keep your drinking to a minimum and avoid getting intoxicated. Here's what I'm going to say. I, I drink light beer. I have a great immune system. I'm going to continue to do that. Um, I don't drink that hard liquor, but like I said, I guess enough light beers is a shot of liquor. So you guys just be wise, you know, and stop ignoring information. Can we do that? You know, a lot of times when people say stuff like this, it's like, hey, man, well, you know, man, man, fuck that. well, listen, I, I heed. I see what they're saying. I heed. I'll tone it down a little bit if need be for my health. See, I got a family and people like that. But you know, like I said, I don't I don't go around falling off the chair drinking like that. But um. If you have a if you have a immune system that's compromised or you have any issues and like I said you smokers the this thing goes and it jumps on your lungs and beats the shit out of your lungs for you smokers that are putting your lungs through incredible stress every day I just wish you the best seriously I know that it's addictive I, I know you're on a drug I know the cancer stick is addictive I know you know a lot of you would quit if you could um, you guys just try to be safe, all right? Well, that was Jim News. Uh, I had more COVID direct news, but I just wanted people to know, if you listen to this show and if you're on social media, please let it be known that your president is a co-murderer. Don't let that slide. Why are you motherfuckers letting that slide? Did the $1,200 make you let that slide? Fuck wrong with y'all. Jeff is Moody Show. We'll be right back with dumb shit news. Young Sean, that, that was spooky. Spooky, young boy. Damn. Every time we talk about Trump, we need to use that music right there. Damn. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and ReachOneNetwork.com. Listen, family, man, go get the free Beat Break uh, 87 FM app for your uh, from your app store for your iOS devices. Why not? You know, we run in real time. When, when 3 p.m. comes on, go open the app up, go to the bottom of the app, hit the little microphone icon, and voila! Jeff is Moody is right there for you. As a matter of fact, Wake up first thing in the morning, go to the app, hit the little hit the little mic icon, and voila! Beat Break Morning Show and everything thereafter is there for you. You can find us on TuneIn, uh, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. 
You can ask God, that goddamn uh, Alexa to, to play Beat Break 87 FM at 3 p.m. I mean, why, why wouldn't you be with me right now? Goddamn, one of the hottest flights on all the internet radio. <laughs> Yo, Sean, you all right over there? Hey, man, listen. I know you're not used to me talking about a celebrity for any more than a second or two. Get your Kool-Aid. Take a little sip of Kool-Aid. I'm going to wait for you a little bit. Yeah, sometimes sometimes we got to do this, y'all. Y'all hold on. Y'all vibe out to that dealer right there. This thing's smacking right here, too, youngin. Ooh. Mm. Damn. Are you good? You going Kool-Aid? All right. All right. Y'all ready for some dumb shit news? I got some dumbness for you today. I got it for you every week, but today's especially dumb. <laughs> Y'all ready? Kanye West says, Kobe Bryant was the basketball version of me, and I was the rap version of him. Kanye is featured on the cover of the May issue of GQ, and in an interview, he covered various topics, including Kobe Bryant, who West says was the basketball version of me, Kanye explained. Kanye said he was the basketball version of me and I was the rap version of him. And that's fact. All right. Young Sean, play that Dilla. Hold on, y'all. I'm sorry. Rain the bell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Play that bounce. Play that bounce. All right. You know what? I can't do it. I, I'm not even mentioning Kanye in the same breath as, as Kobe. Kobe is deceased. Kobe is 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 hopefully resting his soul, is resting in peace along with his beautiful child. And, and hopefully his family is finding healing at some point in time, somewhere. And I'm not going to mention it with a fucking uh, media whore. I'm not going to mention it with a, a, a what I consider to be a black porch boy. Sorry, can't do it. I'm not going to mention him with uh, Kobe. I'm, I'm not even going to do that. Why is he even? I'm, I'm not even reading that. I'm not even reading that book. You know what? Kanye will always be eligible for dumb shit news, but I'm not reading the Kobe stuff. Is there anything else to read about this clown? Oh, hold on. Let me see. Oh, Moody, Moody, uh, Moody. Yeah, his music is good. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, his music is good. And your $1,200 stimulus check was good, right? Because now you're sucking off Donald. And you don't care what somebody does that keeps spitting in your face on a culture or whatever, whatever. As long as you motherfuckers are entertained. Just entertain us. Nah, I can't. I'm not, I'm not reading no more about no fucking Kanye and Kobe. Is there something else here? Hold on, y'all. Play that bounce. Play that Dilla. <laughs> Play that. All right, here we go. Elsewhere in the interview, Kanye spoke about dealing with alcoholism and not realizing he is a functional alcoholic. He explained, one day I was in my office working on the couture collection and there, <laughs> and there was some great goose in the fridge and I was just going to get a daytime drink and I looked at it and thought, devil, you're not going to beat me today. That one statement is like a tattoo. I haven't had a drink since I realized I needed to take it day by day, but I never owned up or was even told, hey, you're a functioning alcoholic. Kanye, 
you weren't told that because you're surrounded by yes men. See, if people are kissing your ass all the time, they typically don't tell you what you need to hear. You should know that because you support the 45th president of the United States, and he has all yes men and women around him. He goes on to say, people have called me a crazy person. People have called me everything, but not a functioning alcoholic. And I would be drinking orange juice and Grey Goose in the morning. All right, Kanye, first of all, listen, bro. Um, I'm going to wish you recovery from your alcoholism. I mean, serious thing. You know, the, 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 the who just suggested that we don't drink. So if you really have the problem with you, Kanye, is that I don't believe or really give a fuck about anything you're talking about. And 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 no. And no, you're a brilliant musician, but that's kind of like saying that a child rapist is a brilliant musician. So I'm going to support the child rapist because his music is good. Hello, R. Kelly. You know, yeah, well, maybe he did it. Maybe there's nothing wrong with liking Kanye's music. Don't get me wrong, but it is what it is for me. So like if a child rapist uh, who supports Trump and wears the Confederate flag and beats women and steals and covers his neighbor's wife. If he makes a hot album, we with you. <laughs> just entertain us, motherfucker. We just want to be entertained, yay. Just entertain us, man. It don't matter how much you shit on the people and spit on the people, B. Just entertain us. We want to be entertained. Y'all still there? Yo, Sean, keep it pumping. <laughs> the fuck out of here. If I had an opportunity to even do a phone check with Kanye, I don't, I don't even want to talk to Kanye. I don't have no interest in him. He has a new song that comes out. If I catch it, I catch it, but I'm not going to go look for it. I'm one of them kind of guys, man. I know it's hypocritical because, it, like, you know, people always say, hey, Jeff, if you're going to be like that, you know how many things you wouldn't eat, drink, or buy if you knew their backgrounds? Well, absolutely, I do. But while I do know the background, I'm going to react accordingly. Kanye, if you don't get your MAGA hat wearing ass out of here, trying to convince people that, that not supporting evil means that it's a democratic process, fuck a Democrat. Fuck Republicans too. They all got the same agenda when it comes to finances anyway. All of them motherfuckers is evil. There is no good Democrat. But there are just there are just inherently evil Republicans. They're showing it right now. Fuck out of here, Kanye. You know, he's the one guy that if I had an opportunity to talk to, I have no interest in it. I, I know. Y'all, y'all don't, you guys don't care because who am I, right? All right, well, I'm somebody to me and my listeners. You know, <laughs> play Adela. Here's my favorite. Here's my favorite joint of the day. Kenyan governor is under fire for putting Hennessy in COVID nineteen care packages. Now, <laughs> I know what you guys are thinking, man. I know what you're thinking. I got it. I got it. Booty, that shit's not funny. Because the who just said don't drink alcohol. Well, they did. They did. But I'm going to tell you, if you can't find some levity in this fucking tragedy, you're going to drive yourself up a wall. 
Me, on the other hand, I'm not gonna drive myself up shit. This shit funny. You know, it's funny because he 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 picked Hennessy. You put brothers in charge, man, you know, Hennessy crown. Yo. Guinness Stout, Red Stripe, you know, any 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 Jamaican uh, politician, it would have been Red Stripe. <laughs> Blad Dilla sipping Kool-Aid. You can't drink no liquor, boy. You're too young for that. According to reports, uh, Nairobi politician Mike Sanko is under fire after the care packages he put together for the COVID-19 um, to distribute included bottles of Hennessy along with food. During a media briefing that went down this past week, Sanko noted the care package included Hennessy and also said, I think from the research conducted by the World Health Organization and various organizations, it has been believed that alcohol plays a major role in, in killing coronavirus. Despite him saying that, the World Health Organization noted that alcohol does not shield people from coronavirus and also advised people to ease up on consuming alcohol. The organization said alcohol could weaken the health of a person and also make them more prone to getting the virus or viruses like COVID-19. Hennessy, as a company, stated to the Nairobi News, Hennessy would like to stress that the consumption of our brand or any other alcohol beverage does not protect against the virus. Now, before y'all jump on my man right here, first of all, y'all know he full of shit because there ain't a motherfucker who drink liquor that'll get a free bottle of Hennessy and rub his hands with it. That's going to the gut. That's going down the throat, is it not? Tell y'all something, man. He got food in that care package too. You know, I'm gonna do some research on that care package. Here's the whole here's the whole thing I'm saying, man. Politics is you just got a bunch of wild motherfuckers that we give power to. Like, like we gotta tear politics down and rebuild it. Now I forgot who I was talking to. It was one of my brethren, and he was like, yo, Jeff, I get your points at times, but I think you're too excessive on Trump. Trump is actually a gift. I said. Nigga, how? That's what I said. Play that Dilla. Said he's coming in and he's exposing corruption. I said, no, he's corrupt. He's coming in and he's exposing the racism, racism in politics. No, he, no, he's racist and xenophobic. Before Trump, this was a black guy. That's what I'm saying, man. Like. Yo, we so easily entertained and distracted. I'm not shocked if Trump wins again in 2020. I'm built for Trump to win in 2020. I don't know if y'all are. I would think my listeners are. If you're built to listen to me from motherfucking uh, three to six, you're built for Donald to, to win in 2020. At least my man tried. All I want to say is where they get all the Hennessy at, man. Yo, where y'all get all that liquor at that you can put them in care packages? I don't drink hard liquor, but I'm just wondering, where you get it all at? What's this guy's name? Mike Sanko. You fucking pol- you politicians, boy. Y'all are something else. Moving right along. Hennessy in the care package. Hey, I'm going to tell y'all something. I dare one of y'all. Hey, look. 
If somebody send me a video of you rubbing, using Hennessy as rubbing alcohol. Now, if it's dire and it's proven to be true, I don't know. But ain't nobody that drink Hennessy gonna walk around all day with their hands smelling like Hennessy and not hit that bottle. That's all I'm saying. Moving right along. Bill Cosby is ineligible for temporary prison release over coronavirus risk. I'm telling you, Bill, they're letting people out left and right over the coronavirus, but you and R. Kelly are going to die in jail. Bill, that's what you get. Uh, whether you're right or wrong, I don't believe even half of the women that accuse you, but you did do some fucked up shit that you're probably paying for. I don't know why you have to stay in jail and die if they're letting motherfucking criminals out. You know, they let a guy out for coronavirus and the very next day he killed somebody. So, so, but Bill, you and R. Kelly are going to be in there. Whatever conspiracy people are saying, maybe it's true. That's what you get for being an uppity Negro, Bill. They ain't letting you and R. Kelly get out of there for shit. Boy, I seen white people cheat and get away with fucking around on their taxes forever. They gave Wesley Snipes the business. They worked them. Red Fox got the business. They worked them. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. This goes on to say the risk of coronavirus has risen in spaces that include prison with many prisoners in those jailed looking to get out early to avoid catching COVID-19. Folks like R. Kelly tried their hand at getting out to no avail, while snitches like Takashi 69 they, they didn't say snitches, I threw that in there. By the way, I'm not a, I don't, you know, I'm not an ignorant motherfucker like snitching. I may use it jokingly. I don't know what he really told on because I don't follow teriyaki like that, but whatever teriyaki got out teriyaki 79 got out um news surfaced that bill cosby tried his hand at securing a temporary prison release but was not eligible pennsylvania governor tom wolf issued an executive order that would let prisoners out to reduce the spread of coronavirus the prison cosby is ser uh, currently serving in uh, the state correctional institution at phoenix has about 20 coronavirus cases according to reports Days ago, they experienced their first death. Kate Delano of the Montgomery County District's Attorney's Office spoke on the matter saying, Mr. Cosby is not eligible for release under Governor Wolf's order since he was convicted of a violent offense, aggravated indecent assault, and was deemed a sexually violent predator. So for both of those reasons, he would not be eligible to be released. All right, Bill, th this is how they got you. They were going to get you anyway. Now they got a reason. You're going to, and I'm not wishing this on you. I'm just keeping it 100. Bill Cosby, you will probably die in jail. And I don't wish that on you. And at your age, I don't know who you're a threat to or what kind of flight risk you are. But, you know, whatever. We reap what we sow. I just pray and hope. You've had some of your accusers come out and admit they fabricated stories about you. And ain't nobody said shit. Bill, whatever the case is, if you are more innocent than guilty, man, God bless you. But if you're guilty in any way, shape, or form, you got to serve your time. I think this is harsh for you. They're going to make sure you die in jail. And I don't have no jokes for that because that's not funny. Moving right along. Play that Dilla. Utah mom is selling social distancing face masks with penises on them. This is my absolute favorite story of dumb shit news today. This is out of Salt Lake City. 
Utah mother Mindy Vincent came up with a clever way to keep people away from her during the coronavirus shutdown while also keeping her mouth covered. A mouth full of dongs. Or really, a mask full of dongs. Vincent created custom face masks to cover her mouth that are adorned with dozens of tiny little penises. Why? <laughs> I'm not making this up. Y'all be thinking I'm making stuff up. I'm not. Why? Because as Vincent explains, if someone is close enough to observe the penises and then inform her that they have observed the penises, she can then inform them that their ability to see the tiny penises means that they are in violation of the six foot social distancing rule and need to back the hell up. <laughs> I got to tell you, I love this, man. It's pretty. It's a pretty ingenious uh, invention. And no wonder it came from Vincent. She's the executive director of the Utah Harm Reduction Coalition. So the penis masks are there. They they are for sale on the Utah Harm Reduction Coalition's website, um, and you can buy them there. So far, Vincent has sold over five thousand dick masks, penis masks. Sorry, Sean Garvey. Shit, I almost went through the whole show with that. Cover your ears. No, uncover. Drink Kool-Aid, boy. Play Adela. And has enough material to make another 19,000 or so. There are also masks with vaginas and boobs. I bet she's a freak. And I say that respectfully. Uh, this is all around an incredible idea. Not only does it stop, it help stop the spread of coronavirus, but it also lets you offend someone and then make them look like an asshole. Just bravo, Mindy Vincent Bravo. Now, I didn't write that last part. That was in whatever I pulled this from. I like this idea from Mindy Vincent, y'all. I got to tell y'all. And um, I hate to make this about race. I really do. But can I say something really quick? Um, please, no, no offense to my people that are listening. So I zoomed in on the face mask. I had to go look at it, right? Pause. Casino, is that a pause? I had to go look at penises on the face mask. I wanted to see. Pause. And Mindy appeared to have um, some brown penises on the mask. <laughs> I got to tell y'all, those brown penises, they were clearly bigger than the other penises. <laughs> No, they were. Little Sean, they were. Young boy, they were. Yo, it's about time that our penises are being recognized on the world stage. You know, it's probably, I'm sure, a myth that black men have bigger penises. But, you know, you know, you think about it. We've been through hell about our penises. They've done everything from kill us to castrate us because of the power of that black penis. And um, I'm going to say it's about time somebody recognize our penis. Brittany, what is your name? Uh, uh, Mindy, thank you for putting penis on your face. <laughs> is anybody there? Yo, is anybody still listening? No? I'm sorry about that. Yo, she has penises on her face. And they skiing. Yo, please go look this shit. Don't just listen to me, y'all, like it ain't true. Google it. Yo, all the penises are busting a nut. <laughs> I love this. I love this lady. I can't I can't order a mask with penises on my face, nor am I gonna order one with boobs or vaginas on my face. But I gotta tell you, I may just buy, I may just buy some of them shits just to support the cause, man. I love it. 
Moving right along, last story for dumb shit news. McDonald's in China apologizes for no black people allowed uh, it, during the uh, coronavirus. A McDonald's in the Chinese industrial city of Guangzhou, I don't know if I said it right and personally don't really give a fuck, has been temporarily closed after displaying a sign that read, we've been informed that from now on, black people are not allowed to enter the restaurant. Tensions have been rising in the city, which is a hub for African traders and home to China's largest African communities. After online rumors claimed that Africans were spreading the coronavirus, McDonald's issued a statement after the BBC reported on the disclaimer in their restaurant, which reads, immediately upon learning of an authorized communication to our guests, of an unauthorized communication to our guests at a restaurant in Guangzhou, zoo, whatever, we immediately removed the communication and temporarily closed the restaurant. McDonald's added that they are conducting diversity and inclusion training. You know what? Fuck your diversity and fuck your inclusion training. You want to know something? Racist people get more passes than their victims do. Did y'all see the little boy and girl? They were on their way to Georgia State, I believe. They live out here in Georgia somewhere. Is it McDowell or McDonald or whatever the fuck these two little clan babies live? And they did. They done put their names out there. The schools done kicked them out They done been expelled Exactly what you're supposed to do with two little clan babies But you know what they're going to get an opportunity to do In a, a corporation to hire them Especially in Trump's America Those two little cocksuckers might be on Trump's cabinet in a year or two You know what racists always get to do? They get to do racist shit and get on television and cry And say it really wasn't me that was so unlike me. I just have to apologize. I have black friends. Racists get more of a past than their victims do. Fuck you, McDonald's in China. Fuck y'all. What y'all doing eating McDonald's anyway? Unless you're on the road and that's what you got to grab. Or unless you're eating the fish filet because those shits are delicious. I mean, fuck McDonald's, but those fish fillets are delicious. Are you fucking crazy? You know, a lot of times, young Sean, if I get a fish fillet, I tell them to give me a double fish fillet. I don't like tartar sauce. You know what I get? Give me a double fish fillet with one cheese slice and pickles on the, on, on the top. And can I get two ketchups? That's all I need, bro. No fries, no nothing. I eat a double fish fillet. McDonald's, if you sold a triple fish filet, I would eat it. But outside of that, my family don't touch McDonald's unless we on the road. Hey, when you on the road, it is what it is. But even when we on the road, we don't eat like the burgers and all that crazy shit. You know, so fuck you, McDonald's. Fuck you and your bad health food. Except for that fish filet. And your Big Mac every once in a while. And, and uh, well, sometimes I have a flashback and I do have some McDonald's fries. <laughs> Y'all there? I also like the steak, egg, and cheese uh, bagel <laughs> breakfast snack with a hash brown. <laughs> oh, Moody, you hypocrite. Yeah, Sean, let's get out of here before I lose another 10% of the audience, man. Fuck you, McDonald's. China, I got some shit to say about y'all towards the end of the show, but fuck you, McDonald's. You and your, you and your goddamn despicable food. <laughs>
except for that fish fillet. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. Welcome back, family. Uh, welcome back to the show. No, no, don't think I forgot to smack the fire all today or he or she. No. You know, I'm I'm, re- I'm I'm reading that dumb shit news and through it all, I'm understanding the seriousness of the dumb shit. So in the back of my mind, I was like, smack the fire, alter he. But then I'm like, let me just read this. So no, I didn't forget to do that. But, but, but. <laughs> I mean... Name me one story where someone don't need fire smack out today. Give me one. Give me one story I read. The, 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 Young Sean, the, the Chinese McDonald's smack fire all today. Fuck you mean black people can't come in your... How you gonna be, how you gonna be the people that created some shit and banned other people? <laughs> now what the fuck is this world coming to, man? My man put Hennessy in gift packages when the, when the who is saying don't drink liquor. Smack the fire up the heat. I want to asterisk by his name though. Like he should be smacked, but he should be gently smacked. Pause. <laughs> Yo, who else? Yo, Bill Cosby, you're not getting out of jail, but I'm not going to smack the fire out to you. I'm not smacking the fire out of Bill. I know, I know some of y'all don't like that. I'm not going to smack the fire out of Bill, man. And I forgot the other one, but but smack smack fire out a day, smack fire out to everyone except Bill. I just don't feel like smacking Bill. If y'all want to smack Bill, let me know, man. Hit me up on IG, the Jeff is Moody Show. Let me know if you should smack fire out to Bill. I'm not gonna smack fire. Oh, hit me up six seven eight three eight six. 5331-678-386-5331. Text only, please. You want to smack the fire altar bill too? You want to smack the fire altar bill as much as you want to smack fire altar uh, 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 China McDonald's? I don't know what the other story was. I forgot. <clears throat> you know, we're trying to keep it professional over here. You know what I mean, young Sean? Drink, drink Kool-Aid, play at Dillon. Hey, look, so I, I got to give you all a quick one right here, right? So I want to talk about sexual expectations over the course of dating. All right, I'll just run through this real quick for y'all. Because we was having an ill conversation. And it, 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 when I say we, I'm talking about, about, about um, uh, you know, my daily travels of talking to my peers and family and people like that on the phone. And we always break into conversations when business is done, right? And so... It's kind of funny because guys my age, which is 50, it's kind of funny that you still have so many guys that go out and they think they, they're getting, they want vagina that night. So they meet somebody online or they meet somebody, you know, on Thursday and they want vagina on Thursday. And now, you know, boys will be boys, girls will be girls. But I really have realized that since I was a youngin, and it's probably because of my big brothers that I've always saw them not that they're they're not without their flaws not that they haven't had turbulent relationships and stuff but i've always saw them calm around women like i've never seen any of my big brothers mike harold nigel 
uh, Eric Parker, Butch Parker, Gary Myers, rest his soul. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I never really saw those guys, like, really chase or run desperately after women. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Did I say Butch? Did I mention Butch in that? If I did, now, if I did, now he's multiple mentioned and shit. Ain't that a bitch? So I kind of grew up a certain kind of way, and it was amazing. I don't know. I just think that when you get my age, folks, it just seems like the, it shouldn't be that much of a stress to you. To vagina shouldn't it shouldn't control you like that. But that's just me. So I thought about something. I was like, Yo, let me talk about my sexual expectations over the course of dating, right? So I'm gonna just try. I'm gonna kind of do this. I'm gonna do a little bit of what I scribbled. I'm gonna do a little bit of freestyle. Let's see how it works out. Okay. So, number one, it's like if we're out mingling, like if I'm out and I'm mingling in a club, a mall, uh, a supermarket, a church, a gym, my expectation of you is nothing. Ladies, my expectation is nothing. If we meet and that's just it, that first day, it's nothing. We don't owe each other from a can of paint. We don't know each other from a can of paint. And you owe me nothing. Now a smile, if I greeted you, would suffice. But if even if you don't want to do that, you don't have to smile. I'm good. I didn't really come out to score. You know, like I don't go out of my house to score. You know what I'm talking about? Now I know that thirsty ass men are not going to like this segment. You're already pissed because I said I don't come out to score. But I don't care because I'm not saying that I never came out to meet a new lady. I'm saying that I've never really been the type to get all dressed up, haircut, wax the car, just to get some vagina. That's just kind of thirsty to me. It's never been my thing since I was a young boy. I feel like I'm forgetting one of my big brothers. I who did I say, y'all? I, said, I got Mike. I got Harold. I got Gary. I got Eric Parker. I got Butch Parker. And I got Nige. Right? Five. That's, that's them. I got other brothers like Diamond Dave and Sean Parkins, but they not my big brothers like that, though. All right, I don't think I'm missing nobody. If I am, you know, okay, fuck it. Let's keep it moving. So that's just my thing. Like, I, I was around them for when I was younger, and I, I just never been one to stress vagina like that. So just casually being out, not expecting to meet anyone in particular, uh, you owe me nothing And by the way ladies If I am out and about And you catch my eye And I make an effort to say hi Or show you some interest Or chivalry And you suck your teeth Or take for granted What a gentleman is Or whatever I'm not gonna call you Out of your name Because I'm older Than 12 years old Y'all I'm still seeing guys Go crazy with that Y'all dudes kill me with that It's 2020 we still calling women bitches and hoes just because they aren't interested in our advances or they didn't say thank you when we hold open the door. Yeah, that makes her a pretty fucked up person for the door thing, but not enough to not enough to disrespect her. That's what you were supposed to do anyway, nigga. Let it go. It's fine. Get over it. Move on. It's her loss. She's not a bitch or hoe over that. She may be a bitch or a hoe, but she's not. You don't know her. She's not a bitch or a hoe over that. 
Although I will admit, I got to be honest with y'all because I kind of dropped the ball on the McDonald's thing in the last segment because I just said fuck McDonald's. But then I ran off to list a couple of things that I will eat from McDonald's on the road. I will admit my mentality is a very polite fuck you. <laughs> I shouldn't name this show hypocrisy. But but I got to be honest with y'all, that is only expressed in my inner thoughts. And it's never expressed in an outer disrespectful, you know, manner towards the lady. Because some of y'all should be happy to have a man say, hey, is all I'm saying. Or, or have him show you some kind of chivalry and hold the door or something. All of you should... Uh, I mean, I know my wife is a woman that if a man shows her some kind of courtesy, she's a very polite thank you, good morning to you. She'll go about her business. When he try to talk to her, to the best of my knowledge, he don't stand a chance, but that's the best of my knowledge. I know that she's polite. She she recognizes politeness. You know, No shade, no shade, y'all. Ladies, no shade. I'm not saying my wife's better than you. I'm just saying that for some of you, she is. Miss Moody, what up, kid? You know what I'm saying? I'm gaining new listeners and losing some today. That's what I do. That's what I do best. All right, so number two, we move to another level, right? We mingle and connect and we have a vibe. Okay, I still don't have a lot of expectation off of that, but I might expect you to be focused on our conversation and enjoy my company at least. After all, we have officially caught a vibe, right? So I want to say... I expect some contact information from you, but I want to be honest here. It kind of depends, you know, in my bachelor days and even now, I see certain women at the same exact places and we exchange pleasantries and then one day we actually have a convo. And I'm one of those guys who who has long lived by the code of familiarity. You know what that means in this instance, right? It means that I don't believe, I think that if you see somebody on a steady basis, I don't think there's a need to be rushing them. Just get familiar with them. You see somebody at the at the job or at the gym or something. You see them a lot. You, you guys have noticed you see each other at times, you know, all the time. One day you'll say, hey, they'll say, hey. One day you'll smile, they'll smile. One day you'll, uh, and y'all will carry on the conversation sooner or later. So I'm about familiarity. I'm not about running up on women like that. You know, I hate guys that, that grab women's arms in clubs. I guess that's why I've never been a strong proponent of clubs. I've been to clubs, but I got over the club scene quick. So I don't need your number the first time we vibe if I'm used to seeing you at the gym, supermarket, or et cetera. But we've never talked till now. I'm good on that. Now, if I'm used to seeing you, I might expect some contact info because I don't know when I'll see you again. Now, now I'm sorry. Let me take that back. If I am not used to seeing you, Ladies, if I'm not used to seeing you, I might try to push for some contact info. I don't know if I ever get to see you again. And if I got a good vibe about you, I don't want to let that opportunity escape me, you know? So, so you know, like someone that you've never seen before until now, or or maybe you're out of state, or maybe you're on a cruise, or on an air, or on a flight, or something, you know? So, yeah, I might want some contact info, all right? So, number three. We vibe and are out on our first date. What do I expect? Here's really all I expect. And ladies, I'm not, I want y'all to keep in mind, all of these come with disclaimers, right? All of these have, they have caveats. They, all of these come with something, right? 
we may we may meet the first night and have mind-blowing sex and be a couple for 40 or 50 years that's not how i got married but i met women i've met women like that that we hooked up it just the, the animal the, the animal magnetism or whatever they call it was there and we was cool for a good while i'm not knocking anybody that gets it in quick i'm talking about jeff all right so number three is we five and uh we're out on our first date so what do i expect from you ladies i'm gonna be dead ass with y'all i just expect you to be yourself hopefully by now you've because if we're on a first date we've talked a couple of times and nowadays i say text a couple of times or whatever i still like talking if it's i don't know i ain't dated in a while you know what i'm saying i, I know i still talk to my wife on the phone for a long time depending on where we if we both in separate places and we live in the same fucking house i still like the phone play that play that play that play that dilemma how you like that young sean i'm trying to give you some g advice man you should know by now I like to laugh and enjoy a good meal or um, that should be very apparent to you. Don't come out looking like a fashion whore because I hate fashion whores. If you're Gucci and Fendi or Prada, I don't know what y'all fashion whores wear. If you're like that from head to toe, it kind of turns me off and I start thinking you're superficial. You may think it's regular clothes, but you don't highlight it so much if it's regular. Like you think it may, does something for you. It does to certain men. It doesn't do anything for me to speak of. Especially if you still got student loans, as Casino would say. It's, it's crazy to have on $1,000 worth of gear and have uh, $50,000 left in student loans. You just look crazy to me. So that's a turn off to me personally. You know, you might not be a fashion whore. Maybe that's what you like, but I'll figure it out. Now, depending on where we going, it's fine with me if you put on some jeans and a blouse or, or shorts and a t-shirt. I don't care. I'm good with that. I like tomboys anyway. I like pretty tomboys anyway. But be sexy and smell good with that. Throw on some sweatpants. Let's go to Dave and Buster's and shoot some hoops. Let's meet at the park and take a run or a walk. That's really all I expect when we hit that first date. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really expecting much more than that. And speaking of that, I expect you not to think our first date is supposed to cost $1,000. You know, fuck if I got $1,000 or not to spend on you, because I'm not spending it. Why would I take a stranger on, 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 a, on a lavish date just to impress you? Just to make you want to give me, at this point, I paid for the vagina. They say all men pay for vagina one way or the other, whatever. I'm not going to do it with dinner. You better get the fuck out of here, girl. Keep your mind off sex unless you want you wanted to get sexual quick like that because i'm not going to stress all that i might have one of them rich people credit cards you never know and i might ask you if you want a slice of pizza i might want to go to applebee's because they got two for 20. ring the bell play that deal yeah two for 20 wicked applebee's ain't got the greatest food but fuck it if we're conversation and company is good them two for 20s be hitting, man. Applebee's, that was a free plug. We need to talk after this. I'm not trying to impress you with anything on the first date except showing you that you're safe when we're out together and I'm a guy that you may want to hang out with. That's it. I'm going to do me. You like it, we move on. You don't like it, we don't date again. But I wish you well and insist that we at least finish this date and enjoy unless you want to leave on the spot and then bye-bye. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. Ring the bell. Okay, now, so we've had a successful first date, and now we've had three to five great dates. Now, by now, we've probably already done it, I'm sure, especially knowing me, but I'm expecting to kiss at least by now, probably. Right back in the day, I would say tongue, but nobody will ever get tongue by me again except for Mrs. Moody, so whatever. It's really on you, but at this stage, we probably hugged and made a little lip contact by now, so... And I'm still not harping on sex after three to five dates. Uh, mainly, ladies, I got to be honest with y'all in my bachelor days, mainly either because I'm just laid back like that or I was probably already sleeping with somebody, you know. <laughs> it didn't matter. I'm not, I'm not strapped for sex. Guys that are not strapped for sex are just more laid back. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I probably was out with you. I probably had some vagina pop it off somewhere just keep it in a hundred you know it's the keep it a hundred show over here right all right so so uh i'm not harping on sex if it hasn't happened yet but now after this this amount of dates and and hanging out and knowing knowing each other i gotta admit sex is in my soon to be category unless we've realized that neither one of us are attracted to the other one like that and in that case, for me, just hanging out is fine. I think they call that the friend zone. And I'm going to tell y'all, I'm cool with the friend zone. Because I'm going to tell you something about a friend zone, right? You in the fucking friend zone too. Because I'm going to test the authenticity of your friendship. For instance, if every time we go out as two people who aren't physically attracted to each other like that, but we adore being around each other, if I'm always paying, then you got to get the fuck on. I don't need to be your friend. But if we go out and you pick up the tab here and there, we good. I know you a sincere person. We good, man. I Yo, listen, I grew up mature with dating and women. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't do the little boy thing. I've always been like that. I don't know how many women that I, you know, went out with and dated that weren't, that we didn't have some kind of attraction to each other. But I can name a list of women that we were just cool, whether it was attraction or not. And for whatever reason, we didn't have sex and we hung. We go to the hot wing spot, they pay. We go to pizza spot, I pay. We go someplace else, I pay. It's Christmas time, they get me a gift, I don't get them shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, Sean, you better peep this, boy. Peep this, youngin'. Drink that Kool-Aid. Don't you feel so much more adult-like seeing that you don't have to cover your ears every show? All right, I'm leaving some stuff out, but y'all fill it in, goddammit. Text me at 678-386-5331 or leave me a comment on my IG at the Jeff is Moody Show. I mean, what, what are your date? What's the levels to this dating shit? It ain't that serious to me. Now, listen, so we've dated, felt each other, hugged, kissed, foreplay, hung out, texted all night, et cetera, et cetera. It's about sex time to me. If we've moved past all that, it's about time for me to insert penis somewhere. You got three legitimate holes. Hello? Anybody there? <laughs> why, am I, I, why am I not lying? I'm not lying. And the first time we have sex, it doesn't need to be porno. Um, it can be porno, but it doesn't need to be. I could do it out head on the first date. I'm not eating you out until I get a doctor's note from you. So shit, I'm good. I just want some solid, good, strong sex. It could be sensual, romantic, long, animalistic. Doesn't matter to me. I'm just all about the mood. So now I would imagine after we've been through all that, 
The next thing is we slowly start distancing ourselves and focusing more on each other. And um, only thing I require of you, just show me that you're worth me being with one person. And what goes after that? I don't know. I guess you go into long-term relationships or maybe even marriage, right? So that's one of my things, y'all. I just really seriously, I was amazed at how many people I talked to that are like my age and up and they still are on that yo if we go out and i'll pay for a cup of coffee at starbucks we fucking which is great if that's how the woman is rolling but my dude at some point in time if that's only you and not them if it works for you knock it out if you keep failing which i imagine you would with real women you might want to just listen to that that was my sexual expect expectations over the course of dating I don't really take it that hard because I ain't strapped like that. Never been, never will be. It's Jeff's Moody Show. What are we coming back with, man? What are we coming back with, young boy? Um, Hold on, y'all. Let me find it. Let me find it. Find it, damn it. We'll be right back with this great article that I read. And it's called Women Are Essential. Oh, I love this article. It's kind of long. Y'all got to bear with me. I'm going to try to cut it down as much as I can. Uh, my name is Jeffers Moody. Y'all already know it's the Jeffers Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com, ReachOneNetwork.com. You can find us all over the place. I'm over here talking my ass off. Young Sean is playing that Dilla. Sean the architect. Big Sean the goddamn architect is listening to this show going, man, when I hooked up with Big Bro to do his show on my network, that was a win. Damn right, Sean. And when I hooked up with you to do my show on your network, it was a win for me as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Hey, family. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. uh, Episode number 59. And, um, you know, as I always say, man, I can't thank you guys enough. This show does really good. Uh, really well and um, I just want to thank you guys for the participation and also you know sharing the show around and telling people to at least check it out you know I can literally tell you at least seven people within the last couple of days that I've come in contact with I've never come in contact with before and they've just said that they listen to the show whether it be via text or um, um, Instagram or Facebook or whatever the case may be And that doesn't include the people that are saying, hey, I played your show for somebody today. So, you know, it's really awesome. Um, I wanted to read this article and I'm a little irritated. No, no, no. I do have. Okay. Okay. I do. Because I was about to say, I don't have the, I don't have the, the writer. So I was almost close to not reading it, but I do have the writer. So this article, I just want to share this with the ladies, but also fellas, I want to share this with you. All right. And then I just want to make a statement. So it's a lengthy article, but I'm going to I'm going to kind of fly through it and take out what I what I think I can get by with taking out. All right. So it's called Women Are Essential. So it says how millions of women became the most essential workers in America. One in three jobs held by women has been designated as essential. Constance Warren is still working at a grocery store in New Orleans, a city where nearly 250 have died of the virus now um by the way everyone i'm sorry i want to thank annie flanagan for the new york times and and this was written that she contributed and this is by campbell robertson and robert gebeloff 
All right. Um, Campbell Robertson and Robert Gebelov uh, with contributions from Annie Flanagan for the New York Times. All right. So let's get back to Miss Constance. Every day, Constance Warren stands behind the cold cuts counter at a grocery store in New Orleans, watching the regular customers come and go. They thank Miss Warren and they tell her to they tell her they do not like being stuck indoors, waiting out the epidemic. She wraps their honey smoked turkey and smiles. And that's like my Miss Lena at the Kroger's Deli that I go to. She's an older woman. She has the most beautiful, patient and motherly demeanor. And she looks at cutting deli meats, y'all, like it's artwork. You know, she 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 moves a little slow and it's fine with me because she writes down whatever you want. She's like, go shop, go do your shopping. You'll come back. Take your time. And when you come back, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. So I love me some Miss Lena, man. So, um. The article goes on to say it's good to have a job right now. The mixed fortune of being deemed an essential worker uh, is 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 essential. But she wonders whether once everyday life is safe again, people will remember the role she played when it was not. Don't forget that we were open to serve you in your time of need, she said on a break one recent workday afternoon. You never know when you may need us again. From the cashier to the emergency room nurse to the drugstore pharmacist, to the home health aide taking the bus to check on her older client. The soldier on the front lines of the current national emergency is most likely a woman. One in three jobs held by women have been designated as essential according to a New York Times analysis of a census data cross with the federal government's essential worker guidelines. Non-white women are more likely to be doing essential jobs than anyone else. The work they do has often been underpaid and undervalued and an unseen labor force that keeps the country running and takes care of those most in need, whether or not there is a pandemic. Women make up nearly nine out of 10 nurses in nursing assistants. Most respiratory therapists, a majority of pharmacists and an overwhelming majority of pharmacy aides and technicians. More than two-thirds of the workers at grocery store checkouts and fast food counters are women. Probably because some men are so fucking stupid we couldn't work a register, probably. In normal times, men are the majority of the overall workforce, but this crisis has flipped that. In March, the Department of Homeland Security released a memo identifying essential critical infrastructure workers, an advisory guide for state and federal officials. It listed scores of jobs suggesting they were too vital to be halted, even as cities and whole states were on lockdown. Among all male workers, 28% have jobs deemed part of this essential workforce. But there are simply not as many of these jobs as there are in the industry at the forefront of healthcare. There are 19 million healthcare workers nationwide, nearly three times as many um, as agriculture, law enforcement, and the package delivery industry combined. Long before the outbreak in an aging and ailing country, the demand for healthcare was almost limitless. The size of this workforce has ballooned over the decades as medical advances extended the lives of the sick 
and well, both alike. There are now four registered nurses for every police officer, and still hospitals raise alarms about nursing shortages. This is reflected in another grim statistic. While male doctors and nurses have died on the front lines, a recent report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found that women account for seven, uh, 73% of the U.S. healthcare workers who have been infected since the outbreak began. And Mingyan Duffy, a professor of the University of Massachusetts, says it's women tend to serve because it's something bigger than money even. It's a it's it's a thing about compassion. And we know that women are nurturers. Um they are out here in the, yes, the men are too. Fellas, everything can't be about us. Let's be honest. These women are out here just like us and even more, risking their lives for people they don't even know. You know, while women have steadily increased their share of high end health care jobs like surgeons and other physicians, they have also been filling the unseen jobs proliferating on the lowest end of the wage scales. The workers who spend long and little rewarded days bathing, feeding and medicating some of the most vulnerable people in the country. Of the 5.8 million people working health care jobs that pay less than $30,000 a year, Half are non-white, and 83% are women. So, I just wanted to say this real quick. There's more, but I think you guys kind of get it from that. You know, ladies, man, I'm one of these guys that I I don't have to wait for pandemics. And my pet peeve is people waiting too late to say something. I always tell people thank you. You know, way before coronavirus, I've been telling the Delhi people thank you. The guy that bagged the thing, thank you. The good cops that are out there, thank you. My donut lady, thank you. The the people at the gym that scanned me in, thank you. I'm a, I'm gonna appreciate. Let me say something to you guys really quickly. Hold on one second, y'all. Let me say something to you guys really quickly. Um, women have been essential. Maybe it takes a crisis or whatever for us to understand that. Maybe, um, you know, sometimes we don't miss the water till the well runs dry or whatever the case may be. But fellas, one thing that I would like you to do today, whether it's with somebody that you date, someone that you love, a wife, a friend, a sister, a niece, a mother, a grandmother, Please let the ladies know they're essential way beyond and before this epidemic. They're essential. It's, it's, you're all essential. Mrs. Moody, you're essential. Ashanti, you're essential. My mom is essential. My aunts and my sister are essential. My auntie Paulette is essential. I could just go over essential women. I could go, Mama Cummins is essential. You raise us, you take care of us. Many of you do it when no one else will. Many of you do it when your original agreement was to do it with a man. And for whatever reason, that has dissolved. And you do it on your own. Men do it as well. But you're essential. So I just wanted to read portions of that article. And I just wanted to thank you ladies out here. 
we talk a lot we have a lot of gender wars we a lot of them are serious a lot of them we're just playing around and getting at each other to make each other laugh for a change but i don't want you to ever think that they're not a multitude of men out here that don't understand that you ladies are essential we need you you're important i have said this for years before an epidemic so i feel no shame in saying it now and in thinking that i'm looked at as a johnny come lately i'm a johnny come early pause i don't mean i come early but i mean only i can mess up something so beautiful with that um let's keep it moving young boy play that killer you ladies are essential we couldn't do a lot of things that we do or accomplish a lot of things we accomplish or reach success that we have or be the stand-up men that we are without you long before the coronavirus women have been essential and those of us in the know we love you for that thank you ladies it's the jeff is moody show we'll be right back with random thoughts and i think an fb post of the week or something like that y'all ladies are essential i love y'all thank you you're listening to jeff is moody on beat break 87 Welcome back to the Jeff Is Moody Show. Young Sean, as usual, on a lot of weeks. Man, it gets so deep up in here sometime, man. We be blowing that timeline, man. So we're going to switch some stuff up a little bit. So we got the random thoughts. But we are going to skip the FB post of the week. And next week, we're not going to have the all-ladies panel because I haven't heard from that yet. And I got I to gotta get a, a backup panel uh, straight. Next week, we're going to have a crazy phone check slash regular Jeff is Moody that's going to blow your mind. So I'm going to save the FB uh, post of the week for that. We're going to run through uh, World's Most Trifling because there's really just one contestant. And then I got to talk about the polar opposite. So let's do these random thoughts today, sir. Please play that Dilla young boy. All right. Yo, here's what I want to know as a random thought. And I'm not being offensive to women that have been raped because you all know that I'm a sympathizer and a supporter of, of you know, I, I don't, I hate rapists. But I do have to ask a question. You know, there's a woman that accused Chris Brown and it seemed like nonsense from the time she did it. But she accused him of rape. And um, now she's dropped the lawsuit. Now we know that that... We know that happens with a lot of stuff, and I hate talking about celebrity too much or whatever, but I'm just going to ask y'all a question, right? So previously, a woman who alleges she was sexually assaulted while inside the home of Chris Brown, she sued him for $17 bucks. Now that lawsuit has been dropped. Um, the accusation stemmed from a party that Brown had, and you know she said that the woman alleged he tried to give her weed, cocaine, and Molly before the incident went down. As a result, she was she said she was forced to have sex with a, a friend of the singer and all of that stuff. Now, because Chris Brown is such a soft target because of his issues with Rihanna, I'm surprised more women haven't come for him. But here's the thing. I got to ask y'all a serious question. Um, rape allegations are serious, but I want to ask the ladies and the gentlemen a serious question. 
How long are you all going to be really silent when a woman is proved to be full of shit? And how long can we say if you if you disparage a woman who's full of shit, you're going to make real victims of rape afraid to come out? Like, how long until we we modify that? How long until we come up with a better way to do that? I guess that's what I want to know. You know, I'm not and I'm not saying nothing happened to this woman. I'm just saying from the time that it came out, I don't read a lot up on this stuff. But when it comes to Chris Brown, I do because I've always been interested to see how many women to take pot shots at him or does he do it to his to himself? So this is not really so much about her or the case being dropped, but just as an example, ladies and gentlemen, how long are we going to keep saying, hey, if a guy rapes a woman, let's give him the business. If a woman lies about it, let's let her disappear into the night. How long are we going to keep doing that? That was just a random thought when the story came um, across to me. Yo, fam, another random thought. Why are they telling us not to wear a mask out here? Isn't that suspicious to y'all? Like, first they said don't wear them. Now they say wear them. I don't know. Isn't isn't something better than nothing? So if I can't get an N95, a 95 N mask, or whatever y'all call it, y'all telling me I shouldn't use anything? No bandana, no homemade mask. Why was they telling us not to wear masks in the first place if it's a if it's a virus that's damn near airborne? And why do people look at me crazy when I say I find it funny that all of a sudden quote unquote minorities are the leading percentage of infection and death from infection so i'm saying why people look at you crazy when you don't trust the words and the intentions of the american government y'all ever heard of this thing called the uh, tuskegee experiment if not y'all might want to go check that out i'm just asking it's random so a couple of weeks ago, y'all know I always ask y'all to send randoms, but Queen Donna did, and I caught up with some stuff. She sent in a random, and her thought was, why did it take a global crisis for people to start washing and sanitizing their hands? Smack fire all today. Tell me about it, Donna. You know, I've seen so many nasty bastards just in the gym alone. It's not shocking that people don't wash their hands, but it's incredible now how people think you're actually doing something by washing your hand especially and i don't mean that in terms of preventing the virus i'm talking about you are always supposed to be washing your hands when i go in the public restroom i wash my hands before and after i use the bathroom maybe i was raised on something other than pig and goat milk yep queen donna i don't know why it took that long just human beings ain't shit all right king cedric <laughs> this guy his random thought was I was thinking how I want to get on with you on a phone check with you. This is the exact writing, Cedric. And that wild nigga casino and cousin Ed and talk about sex dolls. I heard y'all mention that last week. My random thought is I'm getting tired of jerking off two to three times a day. It's doll bitch time. Ah, shit. Sean Garvey, is my show still on? Are we done? <laughs> sad, sad, sad. I can't really be mad at you for that, man. I, I mean, you, 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 you whack it off two or three times a day. That's something. That's kind of like counselor material right there. 
I mean, ejaculating does call, uh, uh, does uh, kind of, you know, it's one of the aids of preventing prostate cancer. But at this rate, you might shoot your prostate cancer out in the ski. I, I don't know about that two, three times a day thing. Hey, to each his own. We will certainly have you on after I give you certain instructions said on how not to fuck up my show. Because, yes, as raw as I am, it can be fucked up. Casino, don't let his wildness get you. He's a professional. He's wild as fuck, though. No, well, he's not wild in life. He's when it comes to recording, Casino is. He says what's on his mind, which he's supposed to do. You know, so that's my guy. That's my little brother. But he he does this. He's a pro at this. So said, we'll talk. I would love to have you on. We will talk. All right. So this one was from three or four weeks ago, and I'm just getting getting to it. And I'm sorry about that. It's from Cali Born D. She says, random thought. How you smoking on a blunt after somebody else licked it in this day and age? That's nasty. <laughs> Facts. Callie, I ain't smoked weed in so long. I don't know what it's like to smoke weed. I know you don't smoke weed no more or anything like that. Yo, I got to tell you, I've never really been a guy when I smoke. I've never really been that because I've always been a germaphobe, right? I've never been the guy that likes to see other people lick something that I'm putting in my mouth. So I've never really done that. I always have my own to a degree. I would rather buy extra weed and pass it around and keep my own. So I feel you on that. That's a random thought. Now, listen, we had the uh, FB post of the week, but I'm going to save that for next week's ridiculously out of control. Jeff is moody, which is going to be combined with the regular style show like today in phone check. All right. I'm going to say that question for then. Oh, but you know what? Let me read it to y'all. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. We'll save it for next week. All right, y'all. We'll be right back with the world's most trifling people right here on the Jeff is Moody Show. <laughs> they going to love this shit. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. What up, family? Welcome back. And welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show. It's one of the hottest products on Beat Break 87 FM. And uh, for a reason, probably because people keep listening like, how is he going to fuck his show up this week? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, show, I'm playing that Dylan, man. How's he going to ruin it this week? Hey, man, I, I go how I feel. I'm sorry, y'all. I, you know what? I could do 10-minute segments without blinking. It, trust me. I'm, in a, I'm a heart speaker. I go from feeling and emotion. And while I'm on internet radio, I'll always continue to do that. You know what I'm saying? When I need to do it to the terrestrial way, one of y'all terrestrial people cut a fucking terrestrial check. And I'll do that. Until then, we are winning right now because we go off our emotion and intelligence. And that's what I work off of. All right. With that being said. The World's Most Trifling People Award. Now, I'm going to tell you something really quickly. There were three contestants here, but I'm kind of happy that I'm pushing a lot of this off till next week because I'm going to have a panel on the phone. I'm going to have somebody new. I probably had Casino with me. I probably had Cousin Ed with me. I think I'm going to have two new people, though. Y'all y'all really appreciated Silent Poe. He might be back. We'll see. We'll see. He's going to be back steadily. But we'll see about next week. I might have some surprises for y'all. So I'm just going to narrow this uh, world's most trifling down to one person. And it's not even the person that in my mind was going to win this week. But it's going to stay in tune with what this week's show was about. 
You know, I opened up this week's show talking about our accountability and doing what we're supposed to be doing. Um, I went into Jim News and I talked about the president of the United States. I'm amazed what $1,200 does to people. I'm amazed how it makes people go to sleep. That's not his money. That's your tax money. You pay taxes. That's your tax money. The government hasn't had any money to fix the, the, the pipes in Flint. They haven't had any money for reparations. They haven't had any money for anything. They're your money. But they had the money to cover Trump's ass. And everybody's fine with that. So the person that was, go I got a contestant. I'm going to save it for next week. Let me give you the winner of this week. And let me tell you why. Originally, this piece of shit was contestant number two. But he's the winner. Now, I can just say Donald Trump. If you guys have noticed, if you listen to this show long time, you know that I always say Donald Trump, anytime he'll win every single time. So he has to have his own separate category. Well, he has it today. But now he is the winner of the world's most trifling. Period. You know, my first contestant, it has something to do with a parent that killed their child. And you start thinking there's nothing more unforgivable than that. So you're like, yeah, they're probably going to win. My third contestant was was a was a, a, a foreign place that discriminates on dark skin. Like they ain't a color of their own. You say, well, they might come in. Da, da, da. And my second contestant was the donkey. But I don't like when I do Corona stuff, I don't I can't do it every segment, y'all. Like, I got to talk about something else. I got to talk about, you know, dating rules or random thoughts or da da da. This is a new show. This is a raw, raw, raw and real and uncensored and unfiltered news show. It's comedy, it's lifestyle, it's all of that. But I am not the Corona podcast. I don't have nine segments every single time of Corona. Life goes on. I found things outside of Corona. We will survive, we will get through it. But while we're in that theme, let me give you this week's winner of the world's most trifling. It's the 45th president of the United States. It's number 45 because he's responsible for tens of thousands of deaths and nobody is saying anything. You think they're saying anything. The Republicans love death. They love this shit. The Democrats are weak. Y'all know who our front runner is? It's Joe Biden. Lord knows if this was the Joe Biden when Obama first got elected, he mopped Trump's ass up. He's gonna, anybody can beat Trump in a popular vote. I could beat him. Daffy Duck could beat him. A porn star could beat him. A circus clown could beat him. Fucking Lassie could come back to life and beat Donald Trump in a popular vote. America overall hates this motherfucker. But those electorate states full of races and xenophobes, those that hate Muslims, those that can't stand women, those women that like being stepped on and shitted on and having their pussies grabbed, that's where our struggle is going to be. The electorate system was based off racism. My listeners are intelligent, so y'all know that. 
He won. This motherfucker had a hand in killing tens of thousands of Americans, man. And for the contestant I'm going to talk about next week when I do the Jeff is Moody show, that person is a despicable motherfucker, but they, God bless, God bless the child, but they took one life. They need to pay for that. But y'all will be amazed at how this person skated with that. Not, not got off the hook, but got treated with kid gloves. But this motherfucker killed tens of thousands of you, us. And then when it's all said and done, it may be a hundred thousand. Who is more trifling than that? And then lies every day. And then it cannot, there, there can be no other. What else can we say except for he does, he's, he doesn't even care about people. It's obvious. This man is using a pandemic to hold on on television rallies. He's not doing anything but rallying his supporters. I don't know why Donald spends so much time rallying his supporters. Those motherfucking clans, men and women and children, they're going to vote for him even if he comes to their house and pisses Corona all over their face. They're going to drink it down their throat and say, Donald, I die for this coronavirus, but you just make sure we're not going to be no goddamn minority like them niggers and them Mexicans and them and them and them spits and wet blacks and all that. You make sure the white race stays pure. Y'all motherfuckers ain't been pure since you was in caves. Probably wasn't pure then. No, that's not a lash out against white people. I'm just keeping it real. Ring the bell. Play that dealer, young boy. Donald, you won. You're the world's most trifling person. You've had a hand in killing a mass population of Americans as the president. And you're more concerned with your reelection than American lives. And for some reason, everybody is letting you slide with it. Well, on my show, you're the world's most trifling. You fucking asshole. We'll be right back with the polar opposite of trifling. This is Jeff's movie show. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you again for tuning in with us for yet another week. Uh, It's been 59 weeks on Beat Break 87 FM, Beat Break Radio FM dot com. Reach One Network, Reach One Communications. Uh, Sean Garvey, uh, Young Sean, DJ Rolum, DJ Naturel, uh, everyone involved. It's been great. It's, it's, you know, I'm having a lot of fun and I, I never consider myself to be warm yet. You know, um, I always think that the next week is going to be better than the last week. As we descend out of the friendly internet radio skies, I want to thank you for flying with Jeff is Moody Airlines. Um, Thank you guys for all the work that you all put in Uh, for all of you that listen. Thank you for listening, you know, and every week, you know, no matter what I go through, if you notice one thing about my show, if you notice a pattern, 
I start with an opening rundown. Got to let you know what I'm going to be talking about. And then I have usually a rant or a statement to make. And it's, it's not fabricated. I'm not doing it to get a rise. And this is just the way I operate. If you think about the second segment, it's always moody motivation. I may throw other segments around, but not moody motivation. You know, I want to I want to get you up and then I want to inspire you. But no matter what I do on the Jeff is Moody show, we always close with the polar opposite of trifling. You know, I am a black sheep, not so much from beat break, but I'm a black sheep in a lot of creative circles because I do things differently than a lot of other people do them. And I may be maybe a bit more effective at points in times. I don't care how you look at me. I don't care about what you think of me. I don't care about anything. The only thing I care about is staying true to myself, staying true to what my family believes and holds dear, and staying true to the most high that I personally believe in. When you ask me to podcast, when you ask me to feature on a record, when you ask me to open my mouth and speak, because my voice is an instrument, you must understand that you are telling Jeff to come through. I don't have to curse to get my point across, but sometimes I just fucking choose to. It's not like I can't. So for all of you out there that have been talking about, hey, I love him, but he don't know how to get on and he's rude and he's da da da. Your loss, not mine. I don't beg for partnership, friendship or anything else. I'm going to do me. It's been working swimmingly. And one of the factors of being the, the polar opposite of trifling is understanding your strengths and your flaws. As a man, I am learning to understand both. But I'll never stop learning. You know, I realized since this quarantine that I love my wife. I know I knew I loved her. Whoa. I knew that. I just feel like I didn't. I forgot how much I loved her, though. You know, like, you know, you love somebody, but you 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 kind of take them for granted. And now I look at her and she is a movie star to me. You know, my life is a movie. My mama is is so precious because I haven't been able to see her like I was telling you guys at the beginning of the show. You know, polar opposite of trifling is really about people that care about things other than themselves. If you want to be the polar opposite of trifling, you can just uh, uh, stop playing. Stop lying. Stop thinking how you dress matters. Stop thinking how you look matters. Stop thinking your pretty hair and skin and fat booty and the smile matters. Stop thinking, fellas, your big package that you send to the girls and y'all do these 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 penis uh, pics and all that stuff. Just just Sodom and Gomorrah. Just a group of people that that are so lonely that this is what they resort to and they call it entertainment. I didn't mean to say Sodom and Gomorrah because it makes me sound preachy and I'm not. I just tell the truth. Uh, I probably would have been the mayor of Sodom and Gomorrah at one time. So I want to do the polar opposite of trifling. Because I think it's important. And I think this will help everybody along. If you are who you are, be proud of that. If you are not proud of who you are, family, work on it. Because you can. You can change it. You can change it. I believe in you. So I want to take a post from somebody and it's not the FB post of the week. It's bigger than that. 
Yes, it's true, family. The world is full of trifling people. But let us not forget that just as we have the low lives of the world, we also have people who are the polar opposite. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the polar opposite of trifling. This is a post from Jackie Lee. Um, I don't know if she wants you guys to follow her on FB. And so I'm not going to give out her FB stuff. If she tells me, I'll mention it on another show. Haven't talked to her in ages. She wrote a post and she talked about her growing up. And I thought that it related so much to other people. But it was so inspiring to me because it reminded me that I came from better times than this. And it reminded me that although we may not recapture those times, it reminded me that there's something I can reminisce on. And and this is where my character comes from. This is where my strength comes from. This is where my, you know, my my respect, my chivalry, my affinity for my elders, my, my love for just to want to see people do well. It all came from where I was raised. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure for me to read you this post. Jackie Lee says, we grew up in East Flatbush in the 1970s. Brooklyn East Flatbush stand up. That's exactly where I'm from. And she lived right around the corner. I mean, 40 steps around the corner. There was a point in my life where she and her brothers were like my brothers and sisters because her mom helped raise me, Mrs. Lee. Let me read this without getting too emotional. We grew up in East Flatbush in the 1970s. The area code was 718 for every house apartment. Cell phones did not exist and beepers came way later. On the streets, all you had was pay phones for 10 cents a call. Our mothers always said, drop a dime. (laughs) We had designer clothes. Most of our clothes came from Alexander's, Mays, Gimbel's, Corvette's, Caldor, Sears, Macy's, Woolworth, etc. We wore what our parents bought us or handmade for us like my mother did for me. Or we worked to get what we wanted. We shopped downtown Brooklyn on Fulton Street, Albee Square Mall, Broadway and Delancey Street in New York. I don't know if I ever ring the bell on opposite of trifling. I'm going to do it today. A dollar and 50 cent heroes with salt, pepper, oil and vinegar with a 25 cent tropical fantasy or a can of soda you cop. There is nothing like a dirty dog or hot sausage with ketchup, mustard, and sweet onions. And you're bugging if you disagree. One dollar got you a bag of chips, Little Debbie cake of your choice, a tropical fantasy, a Sunnydale juice or a quarter water, some gum, or a pack of sunflower seeds, and don't forget the one cent candy. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. As my audience knows, that's what $1 did. As my younger listeners don't know, that's what $1 did. (laughs) She goes on to say, if you had $5, you was lit. That's what y'all call cool nowadays. Get a slice of pizza for $1. She didn't say pizza, but that's what she means by slice. Or $1.50 if you wanted extra cheese or pepperoni. Beef patty with cocoa bread for two dollars 
or order of chicken wings and french fries for $2.50. And you got six chicken wings, too. <laughs> I'm almost about to cry. When you got home from school, you took your book bag off, did your homework as soon as you walked in and went right back outside. We played skelly, handball, paddle ball, stick ball, tag, freeze tag, dodgeball, basketball, football, jacks, double dutch, and run, catch, and kiss for the lovers out there. We were in the streets all day. Staying in the house was a punishment. In the summer, we cracked open the fire hydrants, Johnny Pump. And in the winter, we had snowball fights. TV was everything on Friday night, TGIF, and Saturday morning cartoons like Shazam, Magilla Gorilla, the Jackson 5 cartoon, Speed Racer, Gigantor, and Scooby-Doo. We watched shows like Soul Train, Charlie's Angels, Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman, Good Times, Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons, and Wonder Woman. We didn't need TV remotes. We were the TV remotes. <laughs> the internet came around, but we still were in the streets. But when AOL and AIM came up, it was a go with 17 different screen names. <laughs> laughing emoji, laughing emoji. Bored? Ha! We rode anywhere in the city by train, bus, or cab. Your block stoop or your building hallway were legendary in a whole hood. We weren't afraid of anything. We played until the street lights came on and that was our curfew and we had to be either inside or in front of that house by the time our asses were done. Please don't have our parents out looking for us. When we got home, we got jacked up and grounded. Facts. School was mandatory and the cool teachers made it fun. We washed our mouths around our elders as best as we could because everyone knew you and who your parents were, especially your mother. They would make sure to let her know they had to say something to you because you was out here wilding out. These were the good old days. I love my childhood because we had fun. Kids these days would never understand how we grew up. Good times. You know, Jackie, I almost didn't want to record this week. I just got a lot of stuff going on just creatively and projects I have to meet and things. And I want to let you know whether you're listening or not. Do you know that this post from you is the thing that made me get this show done? Hey, it's not that I can't do the show. You guys know I'm cons- Mr. Consistency. I just had stuff to do. And I said, let me just do a replay this week. When I saw this show, it made me remember where I'm from and who who I am and what I'm about. And your mother, Mrs. Lee, one of the mothers of our neighborhood, beloved. I don't think there's a kid or on Tilden and 28th that ain't been there getting babysat or Miss Lee a scolder. Miss Lee a smack the fire out of you too if you was goofing off like that. And Thomas and Ice and Tim and you always helped me in the highest regard just like a brother even though from your back window I could see my backyard it was your house I came to to be safe after school it was your mother who made sure that I was well 
and made sure I was fed until my parents could come home or my sister can get home and, and they could come get me. Jackie, I haven't talked to you in decades. That's my fault, not yours. But I love you. And this, this reminiscence that you have allowed us all, it is more powerful than anything I could have said today. You know, I think that if I went upstairs and asked my wife right now, what does she think about this segment? I think she can have her own reminiscing in the way that you just did it. I think that if you talk to any adult over 30 to 35 to 40 to 50 years old, they can reminisce. The kids are out of touch, but they have their own memories. But we just see some of the ways of their memories that don't match ours. So with that being said, I like to say to everyone, remember where you're from. Remember how you grew up. Remember what you're about. Remember who your parents are. Remember who your neighbors are. Remember that when they came around, we didn't curse. We didn't fight. We acted correctly. We didn't touch our elders. We bowed down and kissed their feet. Can we return there? I don't know. But we can raise our children that we're having to be that way. The Most High has blessed me and my wife, or my wife and I. We've had a daughter that we're raising in that tradition to respect, honor, and love. So Jackie, thank you. And by way of you providing this for us, you are the polar opposite of trifling. Family, the Jeff is Moody show is not here for ratings and numbers. I'm here to speak, honestly, every single week. If you enjoy it, stay tuned. If not, be gone. Because I'm not going to change anytime soon. Jackie Lee, thank you. You don't know how much you did for me for this entire week. You're the polar opposite of trifling. Well, folks, I hope you all enjoyed the show, but make sure you enjoy life even more. Pray for love over hate, peace over war, and don't forget, you ain't shit until you lend someone a helping hand. Family, my method is my madness. You might not appreciate me till I'm gone, but while I'm here, I'm going to talk my shit. The ATL traffic mix with DJ Naturell is up next. I love you all. I appreciate you all. And thanks for letting me be me. See y'all next week with another hot one. Please stay tuned and keep it locked right here for more outstanding talk and musical programming on Beat Break 87 FM, BeatBreakRadioFM.com, and of course, ReachOneNetwork.com. Ayo, Sean Garvey. Bruh. (laughs) Quarantine what? We got another one. See y'all next week. Love y'all. Jeff is Moody. Out. R.I.P. Ron Lauder. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87.